Hello and welcome to episode 241 of the Punter Podcast. I'm Chris Barnett. The Coral Gold Cup at Newbury is the highlight of another busy Saturday afternoon that jumps action, a race known over the years as the Hennessy. The fighting fifth hurdle at Newcastle is always an exciting and fast-paced race for us to look forward to. It takes place on Saturday afternoon, especially this year with the brilliant Constitution Hill in the lineup. We keep our fingers crossed that both Newbury and Newcastle pass their inspections due to this really cold weather that we have at the moment. City AM Racing Editor Bill Esdale previews the best of Saturday's horse racing action, plus Wally Pyra looks ahead to Sunday's Sha Tin race meeting in Hong Kong. Well, it's a bit chilly outside, to be fair, and Bill joins us in the nice warmth, but um, it's not looking great for the weekend, is it? I know Newbury's passed the inspection for Friday as we record this podcast, Bill, today, but what do you reckon Saturday at Newbury? You're not too far away. It's um, pretty frosty out there where I am. I don't know what it is where you are. It doesn't look great. Touch and go, I'd say. I mean, that it went down to minus one overnight at Newbury. This is Thursday night into Friday. Uh, it's passed its inspection for Friday's racing, but r- racing on Friday brings its risk for Saturday racing because the the race course is obviously uncovered now and the temperatures are dropping a bit throughout the afternoon. So they're talking about 4.30, it going to minus two or minus three again. Mm-hmm. And the covers will just about be going back on with the bad areas first. But the issue they have again is tomorrow morning, Saturday morning, when the covers have got to come up minus four or five overnight you know minus three at seven eight in the morning you know you are you are in danger land there um as is newcastle newcastle even more up against it with snow expected as well um so the outlook's tough to put it mildly um but let's let's hope newby gets gets the green light well it'd be a big weekend for nicky henderson if it all goes ahead he's got some Lovely runners coming up, and of course, Constitution Hill and Shiskin could be back as well. We'll talk about Shiskin in a minute when we look at Newcastle. Let's uh, go through the the TV races at Newbury then on Saturday. One forty two and a half mile extended handicap hurdle. Nicky Anderson's got jet powered in the Donnelly colours. They'll be hoping for better luck than last week. This horse is uh, when it's point to point, when it's a maiden hurdle, and then finished fifth on the New Year's Eve back here at Newbury in an introductory hurdle. Uncle Bert's in there in the Potter colours for Twist and Davis family. Fallen last time out. We saw this one run a couple of weeks ago at Cheltenham. Get a tonics in there for the Skeletons. He would have to be worried about their form, maybe. I know they're saying first time out for the Skeletons. They haven't been going so well. Protector out was another one that didn't go so well first time out. You know, is it just the first time out for the Skeletons, Bill, or is it is it an ongoing issue, do you think, at the moment in their yard? Just a bit hit and miss. I mean, they, they had a really good weekend last weekend. They had a, two, two really impressive winners at Haydock. Um, so so that they're not all running below par, but, you know, like Dan said, you know, they're operating sub 10% first time out this season when they, they'd normally be near a 20%. So they're not quite there, uh, but the ones that have run, you know, they're, they're holding their form. What did you think about this 140 then? Jet powered, um, obviously going to cost a bit of money. Nicky Henderson and the Donnelly colours. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I was I was at Newbury uh, last year. This this meeting last year, and actually, I actually sat next to um, Mrs. Joe Donnelly at lunch. And what lovely a what lovely people they are. Lovely. But b b this horse was the apple of their eye, and it won that day on the Friday. And I think it went to kind of five to one favoritism for the Supreme, um, and then bombed out on New Year's Eve. And we've not seen him since. Uh, I think he bled. I don't think, I don't think that's necessarily um, 100% sure, but I think he bled that day. We haven't seen him um, for the best part of nearly a year. Uh, he's definitely better than a one three one horse. That's 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 a given. He's got to be better. It's, it's just whether that's something physical is holding him up. Now, they've found the perfect race to bring him back, a 0-150. It doesn't look the world's best race. You've got Uncle Bertie tipped up when he was fancied uh, at Cheltenham last time. You've got Getter Tonic, who's just not straightforward. Um, Irish Hill, North Lodge, Cobbler's Dream. The reality is, is that Jet Powered, he's seven to two now at the time of recording. He'll be shorter than that. If he's not shorter than that, there is a problem. Um, but this might be a money horse on the Saturday because I think people will just believe again in the hype. And Jet Powered should probably take a fair bit of whacking, I'd imagine. So, you know, probably he's he's worth a saver at, at seven to two. And, and looking at the others, I can see Irish Hill running well. Second run back from a wind up. You know, he what he did at the back end of uh, what on he bolted up on New Year's Day at Fakenham and then won a really valuable handicap at Ascot and lost his way a bit after that at Cheltenham and Aintree. But he's had his wind done since and blew the cobwebs away at Kempton. So there's, there's a reason to think he could run well at one off a mark of one two nine. Um, but yeah, I, th- I thought Cobbler's Dream. Ben Case has his team in good form. He's a horse who who came back after a long layoff and <laughs> ran okay at um, Kempton. And I thought he 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 was probably the value play in the race at around nine to one, or t- I think he's ten to one with Hills at the time of recording. So ha- how I probably play it is I probably do two points to 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 win on Jet Powered, and I do a point each way on Cobbler's Dream in a in a wide open race. And Nicky Henderson's probably got the favourite in the two fifteen. Which is a Jerry Field in two miles and half a furlong with nine going in the Philly. And this one under control has had a wind up when she's won two in a row. We haven't seen her since uh, April winning at Sandland over two miles. Brentford Hope, I think, used to be with Richard Hughes on the flat, if I'm not mistaken, if memory serves. I'm not 100% in one. Yeah, he was 100%. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. Okay. No. Memory's not co- completely gone yet then. Now with Harry Durham. Uh, going over the sticks. Hansard's in there for Gary Moore and Bad is in there for, for Ben Pauling as well, along with a few others. Uh, but another one for, for Nicky, you know, he's, he's going to have another favourite in, in the 2.15. Didn't you like Brentford Hope at one stage when you were sort of interested in that horse? Tried to buy him. He just went for too much. Uh, Harry Demon bought him. He was a horse I was really keen for Mick to, to go to go on the flat um, because he was super talented, um, but just lost his way a bit. And, and you know, we we were kind of looking, hoping to go for fifty or sixty grand. He ended up going for ninety. Um, and to be fair to Harry Demon, he's done a great job with him. Um, I liked him because of his ability to handle really bad ground, and he hasn't yet even encountered that properly on over hurdles and still been winning. But his hurdle mark was definitely lenient, but it's getting back to where it probably should do, mid to, mid to high 130s. Uh, he's probably still got a few pounds ahead of the handicapper, but like you say, in under control, meets a seriously good filly. She, she could be really good. Um, problem is everyone knows that. Another one of these kind of hendo hype horses. She's yeah. had her win done. Uh, she reminds me a lot of Epitant, because if you remember, Epitant was a warm order for the... Um, 
Mayor's novice and bombed out and then was brilliant around and ended up going and winning a champion, uh, you know, champion hurdle. But um, not not saying that this filly will go and win a champion hurdle necessarily, but she she was terrible behind you, wear it well uh, on, on bad ground, but then ran really well at Cheltenham and obviously really well at Sandown. Now that Sandown form on Bet 55 Girl Cup Day. It begins to look quite good when you think of Iberico Lord, who's come out and won the Greatwood. Um, so, you know that was that was a um, a strong performance. Um, she's probably still very well handicapped, even off one three seven. Looks the perfect starting point. You know, I I was I wanted a bigger price about Brentford Hope, so left him alone. I was toying with looking at Hansar, but then realised he's trying to Hansar's trying to give weight to under control. Um, Bad's a horse I like. We were on that each way last time. But the reality is, I think under control might just be too good for these. Uh, I think that the each way alternative is is, is certainly Hansard, um, who's had the benefit of a run last time. But I expect under control to win. And I, th- I think she's six to four. Is she worth, worth backing that price? It's, it's probably a no bet race for that reason, um, and I think I think Hansard's the the one likely to, to give her most to do. Um, but yeah, it's 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 a it's a race I'm looking forward to watching rather than getting stuck into. The feature race at Newbury is at two fifty three and a quarter miles. The Coral Gold Cup handicap chase, big field of twenty going to post. I know you already put this one in the City AM paper. And your anti-post, complete unknown, had the wind up a couple of runs ago for Paul Nichols, Harry Cobden, no one riding better than Harry at the moment. Uh, came back and won at Newton Abbott 42 days ago, was behind Jerry Colomb at Aintree in April, running great there. Ran at Kempton, won there in March as well. A lovely horse, complete unknown, a seven-year-old. It uh, takes on... Marla Mission for John McConnell's yard. John Joe O'Neill's got Monbeg Genius. Stumptown, Gavin Cromwell, another Irish raider. Midnight Rivers there for the Skeltons. And Sam Thomas has got a couple in here. Stolen Silver and Our Power. And our mate Ahoy Senor is back. He's got to carry 12 stone round off top weight. What's the renewal like this year, Bill? Yeah, I think it's really good. Uh, I think that's that's a really fascinating wide open contest on paper. I mean, you can make a case out for a dozen. Genuinely can make a case out for a dozen. Um, Great each way betting terms. Lots of firms betting six places. Um, The top three, complete unknown, Marla Mission, Mongbet Genius. You know, I can see why different people fancy different ones of those strongly. You know, I made a case for complete unknown. I mean, it's pretty weak in the market, to be honest. But he's just rock solid. He's Paul Nichols. He's 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 ultra consistent. You know, if we remember last season, he was the one, the only one that got that chased Jerry Colomb home in the Grade One at Aintree. Um, you know, followed that up, had his win done, and, and looked really good at Newton Abbott. On his, you know, he just was too good for my tie on his reappearance um, on, on, on pretty bad ground, to be honest. Um, look, I think he'll stay. I think he'll run really well. Uh, classic Paul Nichols project. Uh, I just felt he was a little bit overpriced at around his fifteen to two. I just think he's, I just think he's rock solid. Six places each way um, with hills. I'd be very surprised if he's not bang there. Marla Mission's a horse that I I really like. Uh, I was on him anti post strongly for the, the the national hunt chase at Cheltenham, where he looked to potentially up the race in the bag when crashing out. Turning for home still gives me the heebie-jeebies even thinking about it. Um, but he's reappeared. I could do with a stable being in better form. That's what really put me off him. Um, Mongbe Genius, 
you know, he was pulled up on his reappearance but made a terrible mistake. That's the only niggling worry. Look, he, he ran in um, an unbelievable ultimate last season where, where the Grand National winner won it and fast or slow won the great one at, at um, in Ireland last week and, and at Punchdown. Um, Festival was second, and, and so it's no disgrace of Mongbeg genius to be third in that. And you know that was off a mark of one forty, and here he is, only seven pounds higher. So um, I can totally see the case for him. He's just got to not make mistakes. Um, look, it's it, it's a, a wide open race. I've already rolled the dice and gone with complete unknown. I think he'll run really well. The other one we put up anti post uh, was actually the um, R Power. Mm-hmm. The second string of Sam, Sam Thomas, supposedly on, on paper. Uh, look, I t- he was just overpriced at eighteen to one at the beginning of the week. He's around fourteens now. He'll probably go drift back out to eighteens or twenty. The logic behind him, he was really progressive last season. If you remember, he won at Asker Valuable Handicap, and yeah. then went won the old Racing Post Chase, which is now the Coral Trophy at Kempton. Um, was was kind of a, a a touted Grand National runner at a big price at the kind of twenty fives, where his he ran well. He finished 11th, but his stamina gave away. Didn't see out four miles. Um, and look, he's had a pipe opener over hurdles um, just to blow the cobwebs away. Uh, he's not brilliantly handicapped off a mark of 146, but, you know, if there's a bit of proven to eke out. 10.5, he's got a nice racing weight. Look, I'll stick with those two, but this is a really, really good renewal. Fun betting race. Um, any of them could win, but yeah, complete unknown and our power will stick with those two. Okay, and the final race we look at Newbury is the final race of the day. Three twenty-five, two miles half a furlong handicap chase for a small field of seven. We've got Real Stone, who you mentioned one last week by twenty lengths up at Haydock for the skeleton. So the form's not as bad, probably, is it? Master Chewy goes there for Nigel Twist and Davis and Sam. They won at Aintree in October and was second to JLo at Aintree over two miles what three weeks ago. Uh, excitations in there for Pam Sly, Bolling and Krug in there as well. That's Bollinger and Krug, of course. Excitations, Bill. Is he giving you some good vibrations there? Yeah, I mean, this is this is a nice a nice race um, to end end the card. And Master Chewy's going to be favourite. Deserves to be favourite, and he's going to take some beating. If truth be told, I was I was desperate to try and take him on. Um, but he just looks like a classic Twiston Davis project who who was a pretty effective hurdler who just seems to relish jumping and fences. Uh, made a pretty impressive chasing debut uh, at Aintree back in October. And if you remember when he got beaten by Jello last time, he probably wouldn't have got beaten if they'd had to jump all the fences. You know, the, the, it was the, the day where, where all those races were like bumpers. I think they jumped about three rough fences. Um, and his jumping is his forte when he gets in a rhythm. And you kind of feel this this two-mile handicap chase around Newbury where they go pretty quick. You know, his jumping is going to be a real strength. And he, there's no way this horse is going to end the season rated in the 130s over fences. He's got to be closing into mid to late 140s. So I still think he's ahead of the handicapper. He's taking on good horses. Look, Alexia Denats, you know, this is a horse that, that was good enough to win the Howden Gold Cup last time off a mark of 146. Um, life's trickier off 151, five pound rise, but we know he's straightforward. We know he's good and know he jumps, but will he be able to give a stone to Master Chewy? I doubt it. Real stone one in emphatic fashion at Haydock last week, but 
it didn't feel the greatest of races. Uh, Daily Tiger was the horse that chased him home. A fair few others, Shettleton and Pay the Piper, didn't run their races. That don't take it away from Real Stone. He jumped well, but you know we're we're a week on. He's eight pounds higher in a better race. Like life's just harder. And Excitations was a, is a horse I really like. Um, he beat a good horse of Chai Longstone's called Western Sefer. Sefer at Sandown last time. That was a really good run. Um, you know, pounce late and off a mark of one three four again in a better race four pounds higher got to respect it but look, I, I, i'd be really surprised if anything was good enough to meet beat master chewy uh i see paddy power 15 to 8 bet fred of 15 to 8 i think that's fair enough I, I i think he's probably a decent bet and i think he'll win we hope the covers come off at newbury and everything's okay ditto at newcastle but it's a little bit hard up there i was um, doing some commentaries on greyhounds yesterday actually on it was snowing up there at Sunderland, so Newcastle's going to be cold. And once the snow comes down, just hope the covers do their job. We keep our fingers crossed that a couple of big horses turn up at Newcastle. 155, it's the fighting fifth over two miles. Obviously a small field because Constitution Hill is back. It's rated 175, Bill. You've got that likes of Love Envoy for Harry Fry. You wear it well, he's improving. Not so sleepy has won this race in the past. Not so sleepy is rated 151 off level weights. Is this just a, a race to watch and enjoy? Yeah, I, I think so. And look, there's, we're lucky to be living in Constitution Hill's world. And, you know, every every few decades you get these superstar horses and, and he's that. And, you know, I, I was convinced that the bubble was going to burst at some point last season but it just seemed to get bigger the bubble and he's brilliant you know he 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 the way he beat state man at cheltenham in a champion hurdle was just extraordinary you know he he, he showed that brilliance and that, that was his crowning moment obviously uh and then went to aintree and and stepped up in trip and batter charger too he's just he looks the real deal <laughs> who's taking him on you know there's it's a great one there's decent prize money you can you totally get the logic behind Love Envoy and you wear it well and not so sleepy having having a go at this this monster because that's what he is in essence. Will he get beaten? I doubt it. But look, it's horse racing. Anything can happen. Um, yeah, anything really can happen. And I I wouldn't be in a hurry to obviously bet in a race like this. But sixteen to one, you wear it well each way, two places call of the odds you're getting four to one in essence you were well to finish second i know it's a terrible dirty each way but and I, i'll be lampasted for saying this but um funny things happen particularly when you're a horse like not so sleepy in the in the race imagine if he if he ran out and took constitution hill with him you know these things can happen we saw it last week with shiskin and we're going to talk about him in a minute but you know hurdles are there to be jumped weird things happen and look you wear it well straightforward she's going to go out in front and look it's soft ground up there and I don't think the meeting will get the green light if truth be told I think it'll be off and I won't waffle on too much longer for that reason but I do feel that if it's on and they take those covers off that ground is going to be filthy that they uncover and 
it'll be hard work. And you wear it well, stays two and a half miles in the mud, and she'll go out in front, whether <laughs> not so sleepy runs there for a circuit or not, or is on a going day. But they might go very quick just because of the presence of not so sleepy, and and you wear it well. And the Constitution Hill fans will say that's brilliant because he gets a lead, and but you know, and Nico will just get cover, and he probably will, and probably turn in the straight and mow past him. But if he's not fully wound up. If if he's going to get a beaten in a funny tactical race where the leaders go tearing away, this could be it. Um, so for that reason, if it's on, I will have two points each way on you, wear it well, and look like a complete fool when they're all treading water, turning into the straight and Constitution Hill breezes past them. But that's the way I play it. But look, we're lucky to live in his world, and I look forward to watching him. The rehearsal handicap chase at 3.05 is a bit of a bonus for some racing fans. It's almost three miles with a field of eight you were smart, Alec, like last week when you said, well, I'm going to go with Pick Dory up against Shiskin. Uh, and uh, that race lasted well, well of about a foot because Shiskin turned around, refused to race. Disaster. I mean, a lot of money was going on Shiskin on the day and it was lost within a heartbeat at the start. But going up to, to Newcastle over this trip on ground, as you say, we just don't know what it's going to be once they take the covers off. Carrying 12 stone round, it cannot be ideal at all for Shiskin, can it? And I know Nicky wanted to get a run into him, but is this the right way to go with it? First thing, if, if, if we just go back a week and, and we talk about the events of Ascot, there was lots of things that were very unsatisfactory about Shiskin not starting. The first point to mention is that because of the welfare issues the sport is faced with, mm. you can't have someone standing there with a kind of cattle prod and a whip in behind. When you've had two years of narrative of saying, oh, these horses love to race, when they fall, well, you watch them run loose, they jump fences, they love racing. If they love racing, you can't stand behind them, giving them an electric shot to try and make them race. So you can't force these horses to run and to start their races which again is incredibly unfair for punters. So people that bat Shiskin last week didn't get a run for their money. Now you, you joked about Pictori and, and yeah, I, I had a small bet on Pictori. So I was laughing because there was no rule four, but it's not fair for the punters who bat Shiskin. And my view is that British racing needs to act really fast and just change the rules. And I think they're really simple. And I, for me, I think there should be a starting tape as there is on every national hunt race course and a starting line. And they should be 10, 20 meters apart. And the tape goes down. And for a horse to deem to a start, he must pass the line, mm -hmm. which means that all those horses that plant, refuse, spin round, or have a problem, the jockey has an option of 20 meters to not get the race going. And to save punter's money. So if he knows his saddle slip, he can try and put it up before it passes the start line. And I think that's, it's very simple. I think that British racing needs to look at that. Um, but people aren't listening on this podcast for my views on British racing. But in this race, the Shiskin, I mentioned the funny application of cheek pieces last week, and that was a bit of a worry. They have gone. So for whatever reason, they, they're my, <laughs> he's obviously showing a few signs of quirkiness. Um, I've seen a few firms, Betfair offering three to one, him to refuse again. That's probably probably not a bad bet, uh, Shiskin yeah, to refuse God. again at three to one, because <laughs> once... Um, once a horse gets this in his mind, you know, he ain't going to, particularly on a freezing cold day at Newcastle, <laughs> get to the, for the start. It <laughs> it's would not be the place to, to be, is it really? No. It's, it, it's not to play, the, the place to be. But but like you say, he's kind of, you know, he's, th he's 13 to 8 best price. He's, 
he's probably four to six if he jumps off in running. That's basically where he is because he's one of the best chasers in the in the land. You know, he's rated one seven three and he's running in a handicap. So it's good old fashioned stuff. This is like it's not that if, if Newcastle gets the go ahead. Um, and we turn the TV on on Saturday Saturday afternoon with with snowy frosty fields. You want Peter O'Sullivan to be doing the commentary because it's <laughs> good old fashioned kind of the days of catabatic and horses like that carrying twelve stone. It's funny, but I think look, Shiskin will probably win if he runs. He'll probably start. The word probably puts you off from the betting point of view. Um, he's miles better than all of these. Some of these have got second and third engagements. Bill Baxter is definitely going to Newbury if it's on. So, what kind of field? Um, He's going to turn up and take on on Shiskin. Um, to be honest, he wouldn't be a bet for me. If I was having a bet, I'd probably back three to one. He doesn't start again because I think that's more likely than not. Um, I don't think the meeting will be on. If I was to play in the race, I'd have one point on the two rank outsiders because I think it's a bit of a fast of a race. I'd have a pound on a wave to the sea at 14 to one. And I'd have a pound on Seal de Neige. Um, both have gone to Ben Haslam, both having their first runs for for Ben Haslam, both have a really good backstory of form uh, in their former years, but they're not ancient, these horses. They're not going to amaze 10, 12. They're going there 7 and 8. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if Ben Haslam's weaved his magic, one or both of those could massively outrun the rails. They've only got 10 stone 2. Shiskin's got to give them the best part of two stone well with jack hogan taking three off a wave to the sea um it's more than two stone and for me it's worth a chance i I think i think handicaps you know we saw the the handicap at um cheltenham with the cross-country chase you know you saw gold cup horses being lowered by handicappers two stones a lot of weight and for that reason i take those two off bottom weight and just see what happens and um yeah i i'm looking forward to watching it Okay, I've got so many questions to ask you, but we haven't got time. Uh, before I let you go and we speak to Wally Pirate about Hong Kong, let's talk about Hong Kong. It's a big week, isn't it? Happy Valley on Wednesday, the international jockeys are all up against each other, and then a really big week next Sunday. Yeah, a, a brilliant, brilliant day's racing next Sunday. Um, and, you know, we're going to cover off in the podcast. Uh, we'll get Wally Pirate out of some lap dancing joint in Hong Kong in the middle of the early hours of the morning to be on a podcast uh, and we can go through we can go through uh, the four four championship races and, and they're really good and we've got a European contingent you've got the Hong Kong cart you've got Romantic Warrior running uh, who's obviously the Hong Kong star who's, who won in Australia he's going to take a fair bit of whacking yeah. we get to see Golden 60 for the first time this season who I love I just wish he'd come running one of our big mile races over here but he's going to take some beating um, the sprints Great, Lucky Swainus will be favourite. You've got Japanese Shariere in the in the vase, but you know Aiden's running Warm Heart. That'd be great to see. Aiden's running four at the meeting, so mm-hmm. um, that'll be great to see. And obviously, I, I, I didn't mention it, but Highfield Princess is running in the sprint, so yeah. loads to get our teeth into. And um, yeah, hopefully, we'll try and land some Cronellas this time next week. I can't wait to hear someone in the back room going. Mr. Pyra, your table's now ready. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But it's great. It's a, it's it's a, it's a it's a really good meeting, and and, and there's some. Great, I think there's some decent bets. I, th- I thought that, um, you know, I'm definitely keen to to snap up some early seven to one about Wellington in the um, mm-hmm. in the sprint. I think that's. I think he's massively overpriced with with Paddy Power. Um, Lucky Swainess is just you know. Not for me at the odds on. I think I think Wellington can run well at sevens. But yeah, that's all for next week. So let's hope the weather's a bit nicer 
in Hong Kong this weekend. Let's hope that we get some racing here in the UK. On Sunday, we've got a meeting at Sha Tin Racecourse. It's a 10 race card, and our racing expert, Wally Pyra, joined us. He's going to go to Hong Kong soon for two great meetings. Tell us about them. They're coming up on Wednesday and Sunday next week. This weekend, it's not a brilliant meeting, and there's quite a lot in the dirt as well, isn't there? Yeah, uh, you're right. It's 10 races. They start at the, the, the ungodly hour of 5, a, 5 o'clock a.m. in the morning. Yeah, you're right to call it. It's a low-key affair. There are the six races on the all-weather surface, four on the turf, They're keeping obviously trying to keep the turf as crisp and even as they possibly can. Yeah. I mean, there's always a chance there could be there could have been rain forecast, you know, and it cause it churns the track up, but they haven't on this occasion. There's no rain forecast for the week. Temperatures are nice 25 degrees. So I'm looking I'm looking forward to getting away from this refrigerator in the UK and having a bit of sun on my back next week. But let's get back to the racing. Um the feature race on the card is this Peninsula Golden Jubilee Challenge Cup. It's a handicap over six furlongs. Yes, it's on the all-weather surface at 7.35, and it's worth £285,000 in prize money. Mm. Um, the field includes uh, Kirpany from the Casper Yard, uh, Casper Founds Yard, and then you've got some real speeders making their debuts on dirt. They include Packing tre- Treadmill, a winner of seven of his 17 starts on turf. He tries uh, dirt for the first time. And then most notably, this Flying Ace. He's never had any luck in his last four races. But the way he runs says he's always going to need luck. Um, he obviously has a good chance. He's ridden by Purton. Um, on the form figures, he's got a chance. But unfortunately, again, he's drawn this awkward barrier. He's going to go to the back of the field from the start. And it's really a matter of how he copes with the kickback. We don't know. He trials okay. We know his trials okay, but that's up with the pace. But when you're at the back of the field and these horses are going 35, 40 mile an hour, it's a different ball game. But you've then got um, one of the best the top um, um, progressive racers on the dirt surface in Hong Kong, youthful deal. He's a winner four times on the all-weather. Um, the figures, the, the handicapper improved him £36 in the ratings last season, and you can ignore his last run on dirt when trying the extended mile for the first time. He didn't have any luck in running in that race in the closing stages. Did he stay? Who knows? But he's imperious over six furlongs. He will be very hard to beat if he runs up to his best form. Um, but don't dismiss this horse, Chan, Chan Cheng Prince. He got beat. He got murdered by youth for deal last season. But he's a very good performer on dirt. He's won four times. Got McDonald's riding him, James McDonald. He obviously has a very good chance, but... It's difficult to oppose youthful deal. Then let's have a look. Half an hour later, you've got the extended mile handicap over 805. That sees Addy feel back on his favourite surface again. He's never been out of the frame on dirt. He's won three times and been in the frame five from his eight races. 
Again, he's got James McDonald in the saddle and he'll be a very popular choice despite drawing an awkward barrier. In opposition, we've got Fury Diamond. He's won three times on dirt um, and he represents the informed Benno Young Yard. Yellowfin, now he tries dirt for the first time, but he's been a rejuvenated character this season with two wins on turf and he'll likely appreciate the step up in distance. You've got Super Wind Dragon, another dirt specialist, and Casper Founds runs perfect team again. Now, this horse beat Fiery Diamond and Addy Field over the course and distance um, in October, and he beat them in clear-cut fashion. He, and he, he's still got the useful £10 claimer Ellis Wong in the saddle. He might, just might, represent a bit of value because I think that... Addy Field and, uh, well, Addy Field and Fiery Diamond and Yellowfin will be pretty heavily supported in the market. So Perfect Tea just might represent a bit of value. Now, the last three races on turf, um, they include a five furlong dash down the straight course at 8.35, features the likes of Flying High and yeah, well, I say the usual suspects, Pleasant Endeavour, Run Run Cool, Sparkly Night, Metro Warrior. They all run against each other week after week after week during the season. Probably the most interesting galloper in the field is the four-year-old Northern Beaches. And I say that because he ran OK behind Smart Galaxy Patch over six furlongs last start. And he, he's worth another try over the minimum trip because he's got plenty of speed. But, and there's a large but here, I've got to say, the stable former Chris So. I mentioned him last week when he when he saddled Super Sunny Singh, who didn't win, favourite and didn't win. Well, the losing sequence has extended to 58 races now. I'm He's going to have a winner. He will have a winner. But do you want to be on a horse until he, before he has a winner? And he's got Purton in the saddle. And Purton, you can't say it's going, you know, lickety-spick at the moment. Because, I mean, he looks like he's keeping himself fit and ready for next week. I mean, he's, the last three meetings, he's had 25 wins, uh, 25 rides and only one winner. And you can you can appreciate that most of them have been near the forefront of the betting. So yeah, yeah. the statistics are not good for that combination, but still it could be good enough to win. Purton does, however, climb aboard a potential useful galloper called Meep 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 Meep. That's how it's pronounced, I think. Is M Double E P M Double E P. Yeah, Meep Meep. In the seven furlong handicap or a nine ten for trainer John Size. Now, the size bandwagon is beginning to roll now. He's had six winners in the last fortnight. And this son of not a single doubt caught the eye when finishing strongly on his debut behind that this prolific winner I give. I give went and won last Sunday again in extending his winning sequence to five now, which is pretty rare in Hong Kong for a horse to get five wins on the trot with their handicap system. So, meet me... Looks if he runs, reproduces his form or improves further, which he probably will do, certainly has a big chance. You've got opposition in that race, Kai Ying Chia, 
Cheer that steps down in class again. Holy Lake, who won last start. And then you've got River Views at the bottom of the handicap. It's got the old £10 claimer, Ellis Wong, being booked for it. He could This horse could surprise if he bounds out in front from the start and just keeps enough petrol in the tank in the closing stages when the cavalry start to appear and charge down the home straight. But <clears throat> it's hard to oppose me. me. And I'd, then I'll just finally, I'll just say, um, the last race is interesting. It's the seventh third on handicap, the 945. It's what you would call the getting out stakes, but getting out stakes is an absolute nightmare. You've got winning method, no recent form, but he's good over this course and distance. Improving blue marlin, useful front-running massive action, and golden samurai sporting the golden 60 colours. Plus, I've got to say, pin sprints to the bottom of the handicap, recent winner, one easily. They're all in opposition. What, I, what I'm interested in is um, this galloper never too soon who represents the David Hall and Keegan DeMilo uh, combination, which went very close last week in the big race uh, with Atula Bagheel. And I grit my teeth by mentioning that name because if ever a horse I thought was about to win and got beat by, what is it, that horse of Tony Cruz? Oh, the golden scenery. How many? Times have I mentioned this on a podcast, the listeners? I mean, good grief. <laughs> and lo and behold, when I go on Tulliba Gill, the golden scenery pops up again. He steps up in distance. He's got an outside draw to worry, but he is he is a course and distance winner. And if he does get any luck, I just think his explosive finishing pace could be pretty vital, as I say, in the closing stages. So all in all. Not too many, not too many horses to be interested on the program. But yeah. as I say, here's looking to next week where we get Wednesday's Hong Kong um, Hong Kong uh, Championship with all the world's top riders in it, and then the Hong Kong International Racing next Sunday, which is something a mouth watering thought and spectacle. Well, look, you have a safe trip over to Hong Kong. I know you've uh, been working there for many years. You'll be going back to visit all your friends and colleagues from days gone by. It's going to be a great couple of days. You can read all about it on the City AM website. You'll be updated and we'll try and catch you from Hong Kong next week when you're in there in, enjoying your dim sum and your cocktails in the sunshine while we're freezing our nuts off here in the UK. Wally, have a safe trip. Thanks very much, Chris. Thank you. So we wish Wally all the best on his travels off to Hong Kong. We'll be speaking to Wally and Bill together next Friday on the podcast as we look forward to the weekend's racing in the UK and, of course, that really big meeting in Hong Kong at Sha Tin Racecourse. So make sure you join us next Friday for the podcast with all of that action on the preview next week. That's all from us for today. And we'll be back again, as I say, next Friday as we take our usual look ahead to the weekend's top racing action. So please make sure you join us then if you can. Now don't forget to visit the City AM website for all the latest news and horse racing tips. Both Wally Pyra and Bill Esdale will have their 
selections up there during the week before we get to the podcast on Friday. You can follow the podcast on Apple Tunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, or Stitcher, and then you'll get the latest episodes as soon as they're released. And fingers crossed that the weather's not too bad this weekend and that the meetings go ahead. And we'll look forward to seeing you again next Friday. Bye for now.